Thank you for tuning into this podcast. I'm Amy Strahan, editor of Argus's NGL America's Report, and I'm joined today with Michael Camarda, who is responsible for Argus's daily ethylene and propylene coverage in the U.S., and Polymers editor, Michelle Klump. In this podcast, we're going to discuss recent developments this hurricane season and wanted to take a moment to pause and look at the downstream impacts on the domestic LPG market, in particularly the impact we saw in the U.S. petrochemical sector following Hurricane Laura. As you know, Laura made landfall in western Louisiana on August 27th and packed sustained winds of 150 miles per hour. Even a week after the storm, at least 8.5% of the state remained without power, and Energy, the service provider in Lake Charles, Louisiana, has estimated it could take two or three weeks to restore service. Michael, what does this mean for ethylene and propylene? Well, we, we had a lot of steam crackers um, in southeast Texas and kind of western Louisiana. They, they shut down as a precaution ahead of the storm. You know, there was a lot of concern initially that there'd be, you know, storm surge and flooding at facilities, you know, kind of like we saw in Hurricane Harvey, but it didn't really pan out that way. And um, we basically have seen over the last week or so petrochemical plants in Texas uh, have been restarting uh, without much damage at all. Um, we saw a lot of filings uh, indicating, you know, Plants like um, uh, was it Chevron Phillips Chemical in Port Arthur, uh, just to the west of the Louisiana border. We had actually Orange, uh, Texas from Dow. They were restarting, I think, just on the 4th, so just, just a couple of days ago. Uh, but unfortunately, Louisiana was, was not so lucky. Um, they really you know, got a direct hit in the Lake Charles area. Um, you have, you know, in that area, you have uh, you know, Westlake, Lot, Indorama, Sassholtz. It's about 4.7 million pounds of capacity. Per year that, that's basically offline right now, about 12%. You had Sasol, uh, they were reporting that they had some cooling towers damaged, but no apparent damage to the equipment or flood damage. And uh, you had Westlake actually just this morning uh, announced kind of what we already knew that kind of by the end of this month or beginning of October, we're going to kind of see production restart. And that again is contingent upon kind of the externalities of uh, restoring power and other utilities to these facilities to get started. Um, and then, of course, you had Indorama was already down uh, prior to the hurricane on a lightning strike, which is going to basically have them offline through most of the rest of 2020. Interesting. Okay. So, so what has this done to uh, ethylene prices? We saw a big spread uh, in prices uh, between ethylene Mont Bellevue and Choctaw. Choctaw had been at a, almost a three cent discount, uh, and now it's at a one and a half cent premium uh, to the to the Texas cavern. Um, prices have risen by about 25% since the end of August, and we were trading last week at 28 cents, which is an 11th month high uh, for the for the uh, Louisiana cavern. And volumes have just been going crazy. We've been having about about 90 million uh, pounds of ethylene trade just last week. And just to be clear, when we talk about prices, we're talking about spot transactions. Yes, that's correct. Well, we've been talking about the disruptions to you know cracker operations in Louisiana, uh, and Michelle, I, I know you followed the effects to uh, the uh, petrochemical production downstream. Right. So we've had a handful of companies with operations in Louisiana that declared force majeure on polyethylene, vinyl chloride monomer, polyvinyl chloride, and styrene following the storm. Westlake Chemical declared a force majeure on polyethylene on August 31st, and at that point, they couldn't offer a timeline for restarting its Lake Charles units. Um, the company has also declared force majeure on vinyl chloride monomer, polyvinyl chloride, and styrene for the Lake Charles plant. Any problems elsewhere? Yeah, so Chevron Phillips has a high-density polyethylene plant at Orange, Texas, and they declared force majeure last week on polyethylene, citing issues in connection with the hurricane and associated outages that are 
impacting production and delivery. Line Double Cell, which operates a polypropylene unit in Lake Charles, declared force majeure on polypropylene from that site, although it has restarted operations at its Bayport, Texas units. Ineos Olefins and Polymers also declared force majeure on polypropylene due to lost production caused by the shutdowns in advance of the hurricane. They are believed to have restarted those units, but due to an existing force majeure in effect out at their California plant, they're still struggling to meet customers' needs. Wow, okay. So it really appears, for we're seeing, most of the impact has been to the domestic markets downstream of USLPG feedstocks. Um, I follow USLPG exports, and aside from some of those inevitable delays to vessel traffic out of Nederland, Texas, LPG export terminal, there was really only a re- relatively brief delay to uh, feedstock shipments out of the U.S., in fact, in the national propane market, we actually saw propane prices in the Far East Index fall in the days immediately following Hurricane Laura, which was a little unexpected, and it really speaks to the supply length uh, we're seeing presently in Asia. Um, on the feedstock side, we've also seen ethane prices at Mont Bellevue uh, weaken a bit, and propane come a bit off a bit also. Um, EA's latest weekly data uh, actually showed a large 4.4 million barrel build in propane inventories uh, the last week of August. Um, while at the same time, EA's estimate of consumption was cut nearly in half that week. So uh, some of the weakness we're seeing in propane, however, is probably more likely due to the narrow arbitrages for LPG into Asia and Europe. Um, so propane, of course, tries to struggle to price itself to clear the water rather than a, a very sharp downturn in, in U.S. demand. But, of course, we would see some drop in feed demand based on all of these outages. Um, Phil mentioned uh, higher prices on spot ethylene. Um, this may be, I guess, due to additional buying interest because of loss of volumes out of Louisiana. Michelle, are these, these curtailments on, on polymers productions resulting in, in higher prices? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we saw August polyethylene contracts settle five cents higher, and market participants expect to see support for another five cent per annum increase for September. And just today, we got our first notice of an October increase of five cents per pound. Um, it's unusual for producers to achieve three months of consecutive price increases, but when it's happened in the past, it's typically followed major hurricanes. In the PP market, hurricane outages have tightened the market enough that it's likely that they are going to achieve a margin increase of as much as three cents per pound this month. Also in PVC, with two force majeures in effect, supply has tightened so much that producers are expected to achieve their three cent per pound increase for August and another three cent per pound increase in September. And then on top of that, export supply for all resins is extremely limited. So prices, export prices for polyethylene and, and PVC have, have jumped significantly. Polyethylene by as much as, you know, five cents just in the last week. So it sounds like we're for several weeks of, of uh, or perhaps months of supply tightness, on both monomers and polymers until these plants can get back to full operations. Yeah, so far that appears to be the case. Um, Argus recently launched weekly polyethylene and polypropylene reports that follow not only PE, but PP, um, but they offer a recap of shifts in feedstock and upstream development. So if you want more information on those reports, that's available at our website at www.argusmedia.com. Thanks so much, Michael and Michelle, and thank you everyone very much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to tune in for other episodes. For more information on our products and coverage, visit argusmedia.com slash podcasts.